Yeah, I, I look forward <laughs> yeah. every single day. Period, and I just stare uh, off into the skyline. Oh man, yeah. You know, you don't get that in the Midwest, obviously. Yeah. St. Louis is a beautiful city, though. I actually really enjoyed my with, time in St. With Louis with the arch. Yeah, well, the arch. Well, I mean, that's actually that, that's a, that's like all they. Yeah. Like all they I have. mean, while we're still talking like, about St. Louis, uh, look at this upside down U. Wow, that's where the aliens. That's where the aliens, that's where the aliens <laughs> like, are wow. gonna fly through. <laughs> Welcome to the Monarch Experience Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Ancona, and here at the Monarch Experience Podcast, we are all about giving students the platform to voice their opinions about what matters most to them, and today it is a Monarch Experience tradition to preview the upcoming baseball season. Every year for the last four years, I have had the pleasure of getting to host this and get to have different students uh, come on, and we make our predictions for the upcoming baseball season uh, for MLB. And the part of selfishly the joy of doing this is that I get to reconnect with two incredible students that have been on this podcast uh, for three and four years running doing this very episode. And what a tradition this is. And we've got a new fresh face as well that is going to let it rip. And talk to us about all of our predictions for this upcoming baseball season. If you're a baseball fan, you are going to love this episode. Make sure you're following us on social media at Snapchat at the Monarch Experience Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Monarch XP. And you can follow us on TikTok to see all our shenanigans there at Monarch XP. All right, without further ado, no need to get to know one another. We know each other quite well. Let's get right into it. We got Mason, Xander, and Jeremy for the fourth year running in a row. We're talking baseball. We're talking MLB 2023 season with lots of changes, lots of excitement, especially for our Mets and Yankees fans. And a lot of excitement in the room right now, or in the rooms. We're virtual, but who who cares? I mean, Mason, you're used to that, right? Considering oh, yeah. the middle school experience you had. So oh, yeah. we've got returning for the third time. We got Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? What's going on? I'm doing good. How are you? Amazing. How's how's your life? Catch our audience up. Grade you in. Where are you at? What's what's new in life? And what position are you playing? Uh, so I'm at Marlboro High School. I'm a sophomore. Uh, I'm baseball season starting up. I'm a bandit, JV bandit, and uh, I'm doing good. What position are you playing? I'm an outfielder. Awesome, Jeremy. It's great to have you back. It's great being here. Obviously, Mister Mister Burst is gonna have a lot of. Uh, he's gonna be really looking forward <laughs> to hearing your insight. You got the Mason, Mason Stone. Oh yeah, Mason. What's going on? Nothing much. I'm doing good. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, you're a sophomore, Marlboro yep. High School? Yep. Awesome. Baseball? Yep. Just started. Very excited. Should be what fun. What position are you playing? Uh, this year, I tried out second base, but I'm transitioning to shortstop, so that should be cool. Okay. 
Ooh, yeah. nice. Super exciting. Uh, for any of our listeners that have me as a teacher, uh, they are going to see the name Mason Alexander quite a bit as we're embarking in the research paper process. So Mason is like the the exemplar, the model of efficiency when it comes to uh, all things, all things writing. The poster child. I hope you're poster child yes he is he is the poster child for efficiency and that's what baseball is all about right efficiency and mason this is so you're four years running and you've been doing this podcast this episode every year since you were in seventh grade yeah all the way back with spencer friedman i was yeah mason you've been doing this for four years so you obviously you and jeremy you're a huge part of this uh and i'm, I'm just honored that you you guys still want to do this. We still want to talk baseball. And uh, this is a really cool tradition that, that we've got going here. We've got a nice streak. And uh, speaking of traditions, every tradition needs a legacy. And we've got Xander, current Memorial student, brother of Jeremy. Xander, what's Hi. going on? Uh, nothing. Uh, how are you? I'm great. Oh, yeah. Today I uh, made the team for Memorial Baseball. Congratulations! Very nice. Uh, what Thank position you. are you playing? Uh, I play first base. Nice. It'll nice, be a man. fun season. Very excited. Very excited. I got to make sure I make it to a game then, so I can heckle you. Okay. All right. This way I could. This way I could let it out. Let it rip. Super pumped that you guys are here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with baseball. For anyone who this is their first time listening to uh, our previewing of the upcoming baseball season most important thing for you to know is we make picks and they're always all wrong pretty much so uh, if you're a betting person um you shouldn't be because you're you're in eighth grade and it's not legal um, but if you're a friendly betting person you might want to think about okay this is what these guys are saying i'm going the opposite way because we have a history of being wrong and there's no better place for us to start than our World Series picks from last year, which couldn't be more off-base. And Xander, you weren't with us last year, but you can laugh along with uh, the absurdity of this. Yeah, these these picks look terrible. You're, you're the new guy here. We're going to have you just rip into these picks and how terrible they were. Yeah, I mean... Go for it. I mean, looking back on it, I think Mets-Yankees, I think in the beginning of the season, sounded a little bit ridiculous. Towards the middle of the season, it sounded a little bit more likely. And then towards the end of the season, it just looked completely ridiculously crazy to say. And then Dodgers, Blue Jays, same exact thing. In the beginning of the season, it looked super unlikely. The Blue Jays kind of fell apart. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. played terrible last season. But I think uh, both the teams could pick it up this year. and Maybe bo- maybe they could uh, make a run towards the World Series this season. I just It's so funny like the 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 picks on paper Blue Jays Dodgers seems so obvious. Yeah. I just don't know how we didn't have the Astros. They I mean looking back like we knew that they were going to win the uh, the AL West, but we just didn't have them going to the World Series. We just didn't connect that. I can tell you why. And Mason you maybe agree with me. I didn't want it to happen. I didn't yeah. want to speak it into the truth. Pretty much. Like, the whole reason why the whole reason I chose the Yankees because I was like, all right, I'm gonna have faith this season. Like, let's go Yankees. Like, I yeah, I believe they can do it, and that's something that I'm gonna try not to do this year because Me I'm too. trying not to get my hopes up 
too much because and maybe the opposite then happens. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. We're gonna play a little, yeah. we're gonna play a little mind games right here. Xander, who do you think had the worst pick? Uh, Dodgers Blue Jays. Looking oh, back, come I think on. I think Dodgers Blue Jays is the worst pick. Oh, I, I mean, but they're... to be fair, the Mets and the Yankees were both playoff teams last year, so yeah. I think it's a little bit more realistic because they were both playoff. All teams. right, that, and Blue hey, Jays did not make the playoffs. So that's fair. I think there's no bigger thing for us to start uh, talking about than you know every year it's like baseball is constantly trying to change the rules uh, because you know Manfred doesn't like baseball. I think the biggest thing to talk about is World Baseball Classic. Any of you guys watch? What yeah. were your thoughts? So I was watching. Uh, I was definitely watching more towards the end with the quarter, semi, and championship games. And I thought it was amazing. The viewership was crazy. I think the championship was like the most viewed game, like baseball game ever. It's pure entertainment. And I enjoyed every moment of it besides when uh, that little incident that happened when Puerto Rico won. <laughs> but everything else was amazing. Yeah, I would have to completely agree. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. It's just, I know, like, there's a worry of injury and all that, but honestly, I, I feel like it's worth it because, you know, they put on a show and it's it's really entertaining. That's that's what it's meant to be. It's entertaining. Yeah, I, that's also, a great point. I also agree because, like, it was amazing just to see everyone play for their, like, respected country. And it was also great to see some lesser-named guys, like, also step up and play, like, some great baseball against some really famous people and yeah, great just, athletes. Just like you were saying, you saw, like, the Czech Republic fa- strike out Shohei Otani. You saw some crazy moments like that. And I find yeah. it interesting. Every single country pushes the World Baseball Classic like crazy. Like, they want all their star athletes, and then they get, like, heckled if they don't besides the USA. The USA is the only yeah. the USA is the only country that's like, hey, I don't want our stars playing in here, but every other country is like, oh, they yeah. need to be playing. Well, it kind of makes sense when you think about like what Nimmo said, where he's like, you know, Steve Cohen paid me a ton of money. My obligation is toward him. He's my employer. I can't go and do something that's going to jeopardize that. And I get that. But I also have no ill will towards anyone who wants to play. Like, I don't think it needs to be a this or that. Like, you're either for it or against it. It doesn't matter to me. I didn't watch any of it. I kind of paid attention to what was happening. But it was just like... If people want to play, let them play. It doesn't like yeah. it doesn't affect. It, it's not a big deal, you know. Shohei saying like this was you know the biggest thing ever, and it's like, well, yeah, because the guy's never gonna sniff the playoffs, so of course yeah. he's gonna say that. So there's a lot of rule changes too. You know, it seems like every year we got new rule changes, and we knew this one was coming down the pike. Or actually, we knew both of them were coming uh, for a few years with the shift, and then with the pitch clock. Let's talk about the shift or the anti-shift first. Uh, Joey Gallo is going to be MVP, right? <laughs> I, well, you saw they uh, in spring training they put one of like their left fielder where the second baseman would have played in the shift. They're they're just bringing <laughs> it back just for him. It's amazing. I mean, you know, there's got to have been someone like in MOB rules like crew or whatever sitting watching that going, oh, we didn't think of that. Like, how did you not? Uh, you like the shift or no, Jeremy? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I like this world where it's banned because you get rewarded for better hitting more. And, uh, I mean, I'll make the joke out of it. It's a lot better for my fantasy baseball team. I have some guys that, I have some guys that'll pull the ball. So, there'll yeah, be more stuff. And then, um, another really underrated aspect of it is now you need better second base and shortstop defense. 
because it requires a higher Fantastic athleticism. Point. So you're going to see these dudes like Francisco Lentor, these studs up the middle, make uh, these otherworldly plays more than they would with the shift. Yeah. I think you're going to put them on display more. That's good for your top 10 moments. That's good for your web gems. I don't even know if ESPN still does web gems. I know the home run is it's exciting. Like That's like, ooh. But aside from the first four seconds of a home run, it's the, the guy's just jogging around the bases. Yeah. So I, I love home runs. Don't get me wrong. But I think seeing guys diving at balls and it's squeaking you know, right underneath the glove and, oh, seeing the guy round second. Is he going for third? Like there's... There's a lot of excitement there. Mason, what are your thoughts on the, the no shift? You were a fan or no? So when I first like heard of this rule change once again, I, I wanted to like see like why this was an issue in the first place. And so what I found was that uh, they wanted to deal with like the number of singles per game being an all-time low the past three seasons. And even with like more balls being like when they're put into play and then becoming hits, I feel like the shift or the lack of shift takes away from the classic strategy of the game and it almost eliminates the strategic preparation of game planning for certain players who are prone to pulling the ball or like even going opposite field for a majority of their bats and I feel like it just takes away from that strategy which makes the game like what it is today which you know I think is a little hard to watch at times because it really is like everyone's almost a three outcome guy Walk, strike out, home run. Yeah. And I, I they're kind of not – they're exciting. But they're kind of like – the outcome is it's right there. It's just boom, home run, strike out, it's over. You walk back or walk. I think it's going to be a lot more for everyone. Home runs are still going to be there. You're still going to have your high strikeouts. But now you're going to also have a lot more excitement on the bases. Uh, Xander, where do you stand on this? You a fan uh, of the no shift? I'm a fan of it, I guess, but I think uh, like banning the shift makes the game a lot more intense and has brings a lot more action to the game than it originally than it had in the past. Um, and it, I feel like it makes the batters like it could it's going to give them more singles, and I think it's also going to increase like the fielder stats as well, making them make these huge, amazing athletic plays that you haven't really seen in the past couple of years. Love it. I think there's certain guys too, and I, Mason, I wonder if you agree with this. Uh, I wonder if this becomes the resurgence of Glaber now that he doesn't have to try to overcompensate and be a a power hitter. Anyway, Jeremy, you're laughing. Uh, <laughs> and it goes back to what he was supposed to be and what he was the first couple of years of his career, which was like he was a you know, five-ish tool player and he could spray across the whole field. And you didn't have to rely on 25, 30 home runs to really make a dent. Seeing Glaber hit 247, which is like, you know, that's like the average everyone hits, is just unsettling. It's not what that guy was supposed to be. Jeremy, why are you laughing? Uh, I mean, I just like the Yankee bias, Glaber. I don't <laughs> I don't like the Yankees middle infield this year, I'll be honest. I feel like You think we value Glaber more than he actually is worth? Yeah, I feel like he can't play defense. Which I think is pretty yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't play short. And I'm glad that experiment is over. Yeah, I'm excited Ooh. to see the uh, the prospects at short this year for the Yankees. Me too. Yeah. We're going to chat yeah. about that pretty soon. What about the, the other ship? You know, also, we, we're not going to probably talk about the bases being bigger. Do we care about that? No. Is that anything uh, any of you care about? I mean, I think, only, I think that doesn't change the game very much. The only thing that comes yeah, out of that's more steals. 
exactly. Yeah. I I almost think the number is going to be negligible though. Like it, it, you're not making the bases that much bigger. But pitch clock, that one seems to be a much bigger. Um, you're either for or against, and there's a lot sh- more stronger feelings for this. Xander, what are your thoughts on the pitch clock? You have an issue with it? Do you like it? Is it just right? Um, so I actually think the pitch clock is good for the game of baseball. So I've been like watching spring training games, and I've seen that like. I think 20 seconds for both the batter and the pitcher to like be completely ready to throw a pitch. I think that's too soon. I think if you bump that number up to like 25 seconds or even maybe 30 seconds, I think it's still going to shorten the game significantly. But I think it's uh I think it's going to definitely like make give it give the pitchers and batters more time to be able to get set and play the best game of the best baseball they can. Yeah, pace of play I think is going to increase. I agree yeah. with you though. I think twenty five is like the sweet spot yeah. where, but you got to do it before the season starts. Like or you can't I think tinker in June and say, eh, let's change it now. Yeah. Go ahead, Xander. I'm sorry. And I think like, I think you experiment the twenty seconds this season, and you look back on this season and see and say, is twenty seconds enough? Do we have to add more time? Do we even have to? Might have to take away time? And I think like baseball has always been known for a slow game. And that's like what the attention is, and I think by like trying to drive away from that type of uh, like let that type of like game, I think is like different because like compared to like basketball and football where there's action all the time, I think it's I think it's just them trying to increase popularity. Rob Manfred and the rest of the MLB people. You're speaking, you're speaking to my heart, man, and that's that's my problem with it. Like, yeah. you're catering towards an audience that doesn't care to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe it helps a little bit. It probably does help for people maybe who are on the fringe. But you can't drive away the fans that you have. I mean, I don't mind. I, look, if I'm watching a baseball game, I'm watching a baseball game. There's nothing else I'm I'm trying to do. So, yeah, exactly. You know, unless it unless it's like two hours and fifteen minutes have gone by and it's just about to start the fourth, I might kind of be like, I need to take a break from this, and I'll, I'll come back when the seventh starts. Mm-hmm. But, but that's a rarity, and you know, there's 162 games, so I'm with you, man. Jeremy, you, what are your thoughts? You agree with your brother? Yeah, I mean, originally I was like, oh, this is terrible, but once spring yeah, once spring training has started, I kind of like it, like piggybacking off what Xander said. In football and basketball, there's a set clock. After 60 minutes in football and 48 in basketball, you're done. Unless the game's obviously tied, but then you're done. Baseball, you go till you get 27 outs. And I feel like the one thing that I do like about the pitch clock is all my friends are always like, oh, baseball's so boring, baseball's so boring. Now the pace of play will go so much quicker. These at-bats won't take forever. These closers won't take 30 seconds to just mm. throw a single pitch. And oh, my God, yeah. Another thing is <laughs> there's going to be a lot more stolen bases now with the pitch clock because you only get, like, one reset, one step off. Mm. So this will encourage more stolen bases, which more action, more runners in scoring position, more opportunities to score. Mason, what are your thoughts on the uh, pitch clock? So I said this last year about how these rule changes, they're all directed towards – getting new viewers and I feel like yeah it's it may work like speeding up the game like people are gonna be like oh all right it's not so slow like maybe I'll give it a try but honestly I'm more worried that people that have loved baseball all their life are now gonna get annoyed at these rules which is kind of how I'm feeling with this pitch clock um I feel like 
So like a lot of people, they like assume this rule would benefit the game and attract new viewers, but I feel like it makes the game move almost too fast. Um, I honestly don't like the idea of like rewarding a free baller strike on an eight second timer. I think that's way too fast. Um, I just don't want to see a game or a pivotal spot happen because yeah, like bottom of the ninth second. Bottom of the ninth, yeah. three, two, like taking a deep breath, like they forget about the rule, maybe or something. Guy yeah. steps out. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna, it, it, oh, it's it's gonna, gonna happen, happen in April, it, it, right? It's, it's gonna happen it's in gonna April. Happen. It happens. It's in gonna spring happen in the, like, the. There was a walk off. Yeah, yeah. It's, on that. I think it's. I think that's what could happen yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. I think you could see something like that in the playoffs happen, and it's gonna be like this big thing, a lot of controversy with it, and I could see it happening in the playoffs where it's gonna be like the ninth inning, it's and it's gonna be like a ball. So I'd actually the only way it, I'd, the only way that doesn't happen is if you enforce it like crazy in April. Also, I feel like there's kind of like a nice aspect of watching hitters like step out of the box, take take a deep breath, and like refocus. Because like when I'm playing baseball, I do that all the time, and like I see myself in them or whatever. And this rule just completely takes that away. Yeah. I also wonder, like, from a viewership, you know. A lot of the commentating, this is like totally something that doesn't really matter. But, you know, when you're watching a baseball broadcast, um, whether it's SNY or Yes or, or what have you, you, there's kind of like a familiarity that you have with the commentators where they are kind of like, in a way, they're like family talking to you about baseball and telling stories that are anecdotal and that are statistical sometimes based off of the situation. You know, they're not going to talk about every scenario, every at bat, every play. So I kind of wonder, like, do their stories kind of get then rushed because you're you now don't have a lot of time in between? You're almost like talking in sound bites and then the pitch and then going back to it for like two seconds. The Wandy Peralta clip that they showed in this in spring training, you struck out a guy in what like twenty four seconds, three three pitches, three strikes. Like that's uh, that's where I'm kind of I'm wondering how that's going to affect the viewability uh, of the game. Yeah, I never, I never realized that. Like the, from the broadcaster's perspective, a lot of like the broadcasters that are famous, they come, they are famous because of their side conversations that they have. Yeah, besides just the game, like all their like side conversations. I think it's really, I think it's going to be a pivotal uh, reason for some broadcasters kind of falling off a cliff because of they can't have their famous side conversations or like random stories that they tell. I love Gary, Keith, and Ron. I love listening to them. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm Every so, Mets fan does. I'm yeah. so thankful to be uh to grow be like living watching Mets baseball with Gary, Keith, and Ron in the in the booth. Oh, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, as a Yankee fan, I know that they sometimes people criticize them, but uh, I love Susan Waldman and John Sterling. They are the sound of just summer and baseball, and I don't care. If John Sterling can't see anything anymore, and he's calling pop-up flies to the middle infielders, it's far. It is, but uh, it's caught at the at the mound. I don't care. He's like he's royalty. Uh, so speaking of Yankee broadcasters, this is a great transition for us to talk about our our two teams. We got two Yankee fans. Hey, we're evenly split today. We got two Yankee fans with myself and Mason. We got two Mets fans with Jeremy. And Xander, uh, let's talk about Yankees first because because I'm hosting this and I'm a Yankees fan, so deal with Fair. it. The this is like the weirdest year, and Mason, I wonder where you are with this. 
where I don't know what to expect. It feels almost like a re to reloading where World Series kind of doesn't feel realistic, but a potential yeah. deep playoff push with an eye towards the future does. With all of the question yeah, I marks totally and, and agree. spring training battles that have what what's your take on this, Mason? Because there's so much it's I think it's intriguing that there's a lot of position battles for the first time in like a while. But it, with that, you know, I don't know. You're going to ride two or three rookies into a World Series run? Seems unlikely. What's your thoughts? So, my first thought is I feel like last season was the season. Like, in the, in the offseason, I was like, all right, this is the year. Like, it's finally going to happen. And when they got knocked out, I was like, oh, no. Um, so, my first thought is with, like, this projected lineup, like with the guys like Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera, I begin to see like the future of the team. And I feel like after losing last year, mm-hmm. the Yankees, like obviously they should, you know, play to win, go for the World Series this season. But also like looking into the future, like these guys kind of give me hope for like a nice future ahead of us. Um, and also like injuries are starting to get me worried. Like Jose Trevino entering the season hurt. Uh, yeah. You know, they got to stay healthy. Like they, that's kind of worrying me. Um, however, like the Yankees, they're playing to win, like always. And I, I, I'm, I don't know. I predict them to to go pretty far in the postseason. But Aaron Judge, like I think he's, I feel like he obviously can't live up to last season. Like there's no way he does what he did last season. Yeah. Um. But but I don't think he has be, a down still year, be though. I I know a lot of. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I think like the fantasy projections kind of are, are right on target. Like, I think he's going to hit 290. 45 home runs is nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, 120 RBIs. Like, that's that's an MVP caliber year. So I'm not worried about Judge. Yeah. It's just going to be no. does he get help around him? Because does Stanton stay healthy? Does Stanton have a rebound year? Can there be a resurgence yeah. with Glaber? And then all of the questions about. Is it Volpe? Is it Peraza? Is it a combination? Is it Cabrera playing left? Like, you know, we're going to see uh, Dominguez come up at, at some point and contribute. There's just a lot of reliance on potential and rookies that yeah. I just don't know if they are right now, if you could definitively say, are they better than the Astros? Yeah, um, and I'm going to talk about this more else. later, but... I'm going to talk about this more later, but I really like Volpe. Um, I feel like they need to give him a shot because they can't just rely on these guys. I do too. I, I think everything. Season. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, you can't have IKF. You can't have Donaldson. You can't have Hicks. That's that's a third that is just abysmal um, defensively. And, I mean, I can't take – Hicks just looks like he forgot how to play baseball. He always He's does. so bad. Yeah. He He's so bad. I, and there's nothing exciting about what Hicks brings to the table, too. I used to love him maybe two or three seasons ago. I used to love him. Did but, you really? Yeah, I don't know why. What is there to I, love maybe, about him? I don't. His swing is just so nice, switch hitter. But like, other than that, it like, is a sweet swing. I don't know. Uh, so I think personally, looking, I was looking at the Yankees roster, and I'm like, let the kids play. Let I think looking at the roster, I don't think they can. I mean, there's a chance that they win the World Series, but or even like make a deep playoff push. 
I think looking for the future, I think you let the kids play. I think you let Oswald Peraza and Cabrera and Volpe and, like, all the young guys, uh, Dominguez, let all them play this season and see how they do. See if yeah. they're good enough for the future and see if they can be the future of the New York Yankees. Yeah. I, I Dude, and I think you have to let them play because yeah. your team construction does not have a window that is closing where you're like, we have to go all in. We have to make huge moves because our window is now – I think the window is open for a while and you need to know if these guys are going to be key contributors or not. Jeremy, go ahead. I just, I just worry if this like a New York market – if this could be too much pressure on these young guys, Volpe, Volpe yeah. is a Delby guy. He went to Del Barton in New Jersey. I wonder if he's ready yeah. for these bright lights. If Cabrera, Peraza, they're all ready to play in a New yeah. York market. Cabrera seemed like he he had it last year, and I think that's why he became such a fan favorite. Is he just seems so natural playing every position possible, and the guy you know excelled. But yeah, I mean, you don't know with Volpe. How many how many prospects have there been that were can't miss and then turn into the guy just can't hang. Mm -hmm. So that's Volpe has. I mean, think the concern with him obviously is AAA at bats. Um, But who knows? Who knows? And just I'm excited to see. Yeah, and just to add real fast, I think you're the Yankees are still going to have the veterans like Judge, Stanton, Rizzo. They all they all just recently signed contracts. I think yeah. They, I think you let the kids play. I think they're still going to be on the team, none or less, at the end of this season. I think this season's a more of an experiment year for the Yankees. Which is an interesting position to be in, an experiment year where your ceiling is a legitimately deep playoff push. Yeah. And your floor is one and done in the playoffs? Like, Maybe been missing. Re- realistically, is that the floor? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I would say I so. Think, but um, it's exciting. I don't see them not oh, go going anywhere. I see them like wild card at worst, honestly. I yeah. Mean, but to yeah, be fair, the and the AL East is amazing. I mean, looking at the AL East, I think every single team in the AL East, maybe besides the Red Sox, could be could make a push for the playoffs. Even the Orioles, who have been yeah. terrible, they're young. I think a couple yeah. guys like Cedric Mullins. I think they could. Love I him. think they could make a run, and they. I think they could be a good team this season. Yeah. So I, have, I think so too. This Mason, this year is kind of reminding me of uh, 2017, where they brought up the kids. You know, the new core uh, four with Severino, Sanchez, Bird, uh, Judge, oh, uh, yeah. Tyler Austin, and and these guys were going to all be like the next wave of Yankees. And then, like, holy crap, they took the Astros to Game Seven. In the ALCS, like where we, we almost kind of peaked too soon, um, it this kind of has that kind of excitement behind it of like, all right, we got some new faces, fresh faces, and we got the superstars. And I'm excited for Rodon as long as you know the strain doesn't turn into Tommy John. Jeremy, so I just I have two concerns about that the Yankees and Xander said one of them that yeah. division's loaded. There are yeah. some yeah. studs in that division, and then my other real concern is that team really isn't good defensively i mean they have bader who's really good uh judge and jose trevino who's a great framer but otherwise that middle infield's not strong defensively donaldson i mean he he's 38 he's not moving too well 
left field. I mean, are you going to throw Stanton in there? I know he's going to DH most of the time, but if you throw Stanton in there, he's not making the plays. And it's just He'll just get hurt. It's just a very weak defensive team, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got Rizzo at first. He's solid. So, he's solid. Um, Donaldson's pretty bad. I I don't know who 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 is the most. Eh, I'll walk away from this at bat and go get you know a snack if it's Hicks or if it's Donaldson. <laughs> but it's like if those two guys come up and like I could not care any less what those two guys are gonna do because uh, I don't I don't need to see it. When you said earlier about um, strikeout walk or home run, my mind immediately yeah. went to Stan and Rizzo. Like that's where my mind went. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think if anything, the the no shift is gonna like Rizzo is gonna have a much better year. I mean, he's had good years with us, but you know, he's hitting two twenty and driving in like thirty home runs. I could see him still having around 28 home runs, something like that. But I could see the average going up and being much more of a contact hitter, which I think that's just better for baseball. Mm -hmm. I just like that kind of baseball so much more than going, that guy's a superstar. What's his average? 220. Like, "Mm, no, I'm good. It's partially why I don't buy into the whole Soto thing. Jeremy, go ahead. Final thought on the Yankees. So I think the X factor of this team is contract year Luis Severino. Mm. Yes. That's my X yeah. factor. Because you haven't had a healthy Severino for a while. And if he is crazy healthy and you get 28 starts, let's say, from him, and he's got electric stuff like he can he's, provide. Yeah, he can be a stud. Holy cow. That's an awesome third starter to have mm-hmm. because he's an ace. Oh, And he can get a, he can get a large paycheck if he if he performs. And same for, same for Nasty Nestor. I hope he uh, puts up the same stats they did uh, last year. Yeah, I, I like Nestor. I think he'll be fine again. You know, he he may not have, you know, a, a sub-3 ERA like he did last year. That might be a little bit too much. You know, he was rocking like a 1.4 uh, like at the All-Star break. But I, I think yeah. sub-3 is, or even at 3, from Nestor Cortez, and if you could get, again, 26, 27, 28 starts from him, that's awesome. And and I, I like Clark Schmidt uh, as, like, your sixth swingman with Herman. The rotation does look really good. Uh, final thought on the Yankees, I'll say, Mason, and because I, I saw you put this on the dock, that you're missing Brett Gardner. Yeah, I know you would love that one. We need a guy like him. We need a guy like him. Yep. He's the definition of consistent. You know, like he'll get up to bat yeah. and he'll do anything. Get a lot like line drive base hit, you know, oppo, pull the ball, hit a home run, like he'll do anything. And we just don't yeah. have that I mean, this the year. The guy hit twenty eight home runs one year. Yeah, I know. we just do, we don't and just have that. The, the grit, the long at bats. I mean, Brett Gardner, you were good for like a good twelve pitch at bat that would just he oh, I miss Brett he Gardner. He was a good player. I miss him. Let's talk about the Mets. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve Cohen is dedicated to the Mets. He, he totally uh, is. He wants he wants to see a World Series hoisted in City Field. I, how bad – how big of a deal do you think the Correa stuff is going to be? For the Mets? I the mean, fact that if, if, you had Correa and then you felt like he was the piece and then, whoops, we don't have him. Jeremy, so, 
For the Mets, I feel like this will be kind of one of those things that you'll look back on. He'll like every single time a little home run, you'll be like, "Lol, Mets or Mets are gonna Met." Mm. But overall, I feel like we have Lindor, we have McNeil, we have Beatty had a great spring. So I feel like end of the day, this really won't hurt our team. I was obviously thrilled when I woke up one morning and saw Carlos Correa yeah. in New York Met, and then. I was very upset one afternoon when I saw the Mets have opted to not sign Carlos Correa after yeah. he failed his physical. But overall, I feel like we still have the options to move on even without Correa. Uh, yeah, so I think with the Carlos Correa thing, I think he's, I think with his uh, aggravated ankle, I think it's going to be an injury concern, concern for the rest of his career. And I think. If he was yeah. on the Mets, then I feel like it would just make Met fans even more angry for him just to like play every single year, play like 60, 70 games out of a 164-game season. So true. And I think like I think same similar to the Yankees situation, let some of the prospects that the Mets got, Brett Batty, Francisco Alvarez, all the young guys, let them play, let them have a spot on the roster. Let them come in on, in some moments, and I think like the division around us also is super good, similar to the AL East. I think yeah. the Braves contenders, Phillies contenders, yeah, um, Marlins. I mean, they're not. Yeah, I mean, the Marlins and the the Nationals are yeah. kind of kind of bad. Of the like, barrel, but I, I like the Marlins the and the Phillies. Division. I like the Marlins. Yeah, I, mean, I think but just, they're a good team. Oh, you're gonna make my friend Joel very, very happy to hear that. <laughs> I, I like yeah, pitching I think, a lot. I think Trey Turner going to the Phillies is just gonna be even like more of a nightmare for the Mets to face him with Bryce Harper and all the guys in Philly. And I think Sean Murphy, you know, going to the Braves is just gonna be a nightmare as well for, to, for the Mets pitching to face. How big of a deal do you think the Diaz? blow is obviously it's devastating it's terrible uh, and it, it almost it almost feels like surreal in a way oh, like that God. the guy got the guy was traded and sucked that first year or even was it the second year too is this his third year uh i think last year was the third year. he was terrible the first year and last a half year. so the first first year and a half yeah he was terrible oh, and man and then all of a sudden this guy becomes the face and the energy of the team, yeah. and for this to happen is like it just sucks the life out of you. Oh man, it's it's terrible. It opens up so many bullpen question marks that the Mets have de- dealt with for so many years. That Mets fans, when we signed Evan Diaz, were like, "Oh, we finally don't need to worry about our closer spot." And now back to it. And I don't know who's going to be your closer. I mean, we have we have, we signed David Robertson. We have At- Adam Adovino. They both have closing experience. But they're both like 37 years old. Our only lefty in the bullpen yeah. is Brooks Raley, and he got hurt during the World Baseball Classic. I actually just searched it up. He's supposed to be good for opening day, but knowing the Mets, he'll okay. probably be out till April. So, so he's out May. for the next four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, it's just, yeah. it's so many question marks. Which, yeah. Your your top two aces who are aces, 39 and, and 40, you know, have been count. Yeah, but they've been counted out as, hey, they're going to hit the decline. They're going to hit the decline for like the last, what, four years? And they haven't. So, you know, Scherzer kind of sucked in the playoffs when it mattered the most. But 
it's worrisome to have your two aces go. We're gonna we're gonna try to get twenty eight to thirty starts from both of you or from each of you. Sorry, and uh, you're gonna be basically we're we're riding a World Series dreams on your arms. I wouldn't be surprised if during trade deadline, even in the mid, like going coming up to the trade deadline, if Steve Cohen goes for a bullpen guy for a closer, just like how yeah, the Phillies, just like how the Phillies did last year, comparing mm-hmm. them because I think the bullpen now is big question mark. I think it's going to be a lie. Ultimate, ultimately, it's going to be a liability for uh, the Mets, and I think and I think getting rid of Degrom sucks, but Justin Verlander will be able to fill that gap and like that weakness in perfectly yeah you know i think it's like you can't i know they're not the same player but is this a fair statement you can't you can't celebrate the whew, good thing we dodged the correa bullet and then be mad that the has gone when they both you know have the same concerns about their availability it just it's just upsetting how DeGrom's gone. DeGrom was always that dude that I've looked up to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always been my favorite Met. Probably he's the best player. I've always been the first one to defend whenever he was, like, always not the best pitcher in yep. baseball. And now he's, he's just gone. I'm not sure what made He didn't want to be there. Yeah, he wanted to go to Texas. I mean, Does that, does that make it easier to swallow? Like, that I, he just didn't want to be a Met? I mean, I don't... I think it makes it harder because it's like we had him for so long and we were like we we yeah. wanted to do everything just to keep him and then he's yeah. just like no nah, I don't want to be here I'm gone <laughs> I feel like that would make it easier for me to be like obviously it sucks but he doesn't want to be here like screw him and the problem is I don't think our rotation got better I don't I'm not a huge fan about Kodai Senga I was happy when we signed him but I think it's going to take a transition year. I think it's going to take him a little bit to get going in the MLB. Jose Quintana, who we signed 10 mil a year, is already out till July. Carrasco mm. is like 36 or something. So yeah. the best best scenario with him is he starts with like a three ERA and we could put him in a trade package. And we have David Peterson, who's been notorious for getting lit up, and Tyler McGill, who kind of burst onto the scene for a few games, looked like a potential ace and then fell off a cliff. Mason, what are your what are your thoughts? So I think with their budget, I feel like the Mets they have like the best possible team they can get. And I think replacing the ground with Justin Verlander is a pretty good trade off. Um, Justin Verlander is a freak. Yeah. He's like what is he forty years old now, and he just keeps yeah. going. He just keeps going. Yeah. Um, he's a horse. I wouldn't be surprised if injuries destroy the season because. They have a relatively old uh, old roster in relation to their rotation. Yes. Other than Diaz, and now that he's yeah. hurt, like they are pretty damn old. Our outfield's really old too. We have like Marte and right. Marte's in his mid thirties. Oh, yeah, We've Canna and left. Yeah. Canna's gonna get hit fifty times this year. He's just he always <laughs> it's it's crazy. <laughs> he, he just always gets hit, but he's like thirty. Yeah. He's like thirty. And Nemo's, I think, around 32. So we have an older outfield in the league. Yeah. Yeah, 32 is not old for baseball, though. 32 is like right when you get your big contract. I mean, Nemo, mm-hmm. right? It's right when you get your big contract. 32 is like a weird age because for baseball, and depending on the position, like 32, if you're a pitcher, my goodness, you're like a baby. You're Verlander. You got another eight years <laughs> to, to keep going. Xander, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so. 
I think the Mets window to make a push, I think it's slowly but surely kind of shrink, shrinking with uh, age concerns. Next year, you could have two totally different starting pitchers at the top of your rotation. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's wild. I think that could be a serious concern for the Mets. I think it's just I think our window for uh, making a winning the World Series like Steve Cohen wants. I think it's going to get a lot. I think it's shrinking. Here's a nice thing. You have a manager. Like you guys haven't had a manager and a competent owner mm-hmm. in so long. So if there's anybody who can make it work with with the with an older constructed roster, it's going to be Buck. Mm-hmm. I love Buck. You have to still have faith. Uh let's start making our division picks. Our tradition that really solidifies how much we think we know about what is going to happen over a 162-game season. Of. And listen, yeah, seriously. You know, this, on a, as an aside, uh, I was made aware of why I, I should back up and say I, I noticed that I get some downloads on like our Super Bowl preview episode after the Super Bowl happened. And I've even gotten downloads on like recently on the Super Bowl from the Bucks and Chiefs from three years ago. And I'm like, <laughs> who's listening to a preview episode of something that happened three months ago or three years ago? And someone told me that they're going to keep receipts. Yeah. People are going to listen to see, were those bozos right? I'm- so I totally now understand why people download uh, the previous seasons where we're previewing the baseball season around October because mm-hmm. they're looking to say, it's Jeremy and Mason and Xander. Do they know what they were talking about? And the answer is sometimes. I mean, we normally do better on the on the division picks than the award picks. The award picks are sometimes wrong. Yes, NL East uh, stack division, like we were just talking about. My pick is the Braves. Are we all going Braves. Yeah, or Braves. we're gonna oh, have yeah. any Mets creeping in. Nah, any homerism. Nah, I'm, I'm trying Braves. to go with that reverse psychology. The reverse psychology you were talking about. If I, it's gonna work. If I say the Braves. But just overall, I think the Braves are a great team. Uh, obviously, Ronald Acuna and Michael Harris make one of the best outfield tandems in the league. Uh, I even think with the departure of Dansby Swanson, this Braves team is one of the best infields in the league with Matt Olson and Austin Riley on the corners. I know Vaughn Grissom didn't make the opening day roster, but that's a dude that look out for when he comes up. And that pitching is great. And even we, yeah. saw, we saw Mike Soroka. He's back since for the first time since 2020. He could have been a stud, and then he tore his Achilles. He might be their five. They have Strider, who could win a Cy Young. We can get into that. Strider. But they have a, they have a great yeah. team. And that bullpen. Bullpen's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Xander? San- yeah, I think uh, the Braves, they have they have like multiple favorites for MVP and Cy Young just on their team alone. I think Max Fried could, have a, could make a run for Cy Young. Acuna can make a run for MVP. Michael Harris can make a run for potentially MVP. So, so Hoskins Hoskins being out is going to obviously put a big, big blow on the Phillies' chances too. Yeah, yeah. They had a nice little magical run though. Yeah, I still think they're a good team. They and Trey Turner's a dog. He's coming in there. He's going to yeah. make that team better. But no Harper. Harper's out for Harper's out for what half the year? Yeah, half July. The year. Yeah. Mason, you going Braves? Yeah, I'm going Braves. I just have one other thing to add. Um, obviously, like Jeremy said, very young lineup, dangerous rotation. 
But I also like the the two second year players I have, Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. Like they're they were incredible in their rookie year, and I feel like they're gonna be just as good and probably a lot better. Um, I know like some people like say like the Braves like lack experience, but I feel like the talent, all the talent they have, they it just outweighs that con. You know, Spencer Strider is like what a guy. That's all I have to say about him. Um, they're pitching. Why say that they're lacking experience when they won a World Series two years ago, though? Is I don't that know. the sentiment would, on them? Yeah, I was looking online. I was like, well, preseason preview for the Braves, and I read uh, lack of experience. I was like, hmm. Huh. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, it is it is a new team, a newer team, yeah. new additions. Some young guys. You're pretty young. You don't if have you look Frank at Freeman it, anymore. Yeah. No Dansby Swanson. No, yeah, all right, okay. No, that's a, a that's, yeah, that's a that's a fast turnover. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and they're yeah. they're still and to have they could still be studs. the next dynasty. And they could right. still bad at all. He's, that GM, that GM wow. is wild. That GM has everyone locked up. Uh, we got the NL Central. Yeah, I have I have Cardinals uh, going to winning the division. I mean. Their team, I mean, looking at that boring division, I mean, I really don't care about that. But <laughs> I think the Cardinals, I mean, they just got Wilson Contreras. Xander, tell us how you really feel about the Midwest. <sighs> They're super you mid. East, uh, us East Coast, uh, New York, New Jersey people are like, ugh, Midwest, boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think Wilson Contreras is, 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 was a big addition, is a big addition for the Cardinals, I think. But, however, the uh, departure of Albert Pujols, Molina, Wainwright, I think that's going to be a big hit for them. But they still got Goldie. Yeah. Jordan Walker, I think, is going to be a dog for them. Uh, and I think Contreras is going to be great for them as well. So I think they'll win. It's just going to be weird not seeing Wainwright Yachty and Pujols, yeah, like all in the same year. Not seeing them is is going to be startling, I Wayne, guess. Wayno's still yeah, there. I'm picking the. He's just Wayno's still there. He's just hurt. He's starting the year. Oh, he yeah, is? he got hurt in the oh. World Baseball Classic. Another injury. Oh, so he's, oh, he's, I didn't even, okay. Why he's did, not making the. Why did I think he retired? Yeah, I he, thought he was no. He retired. was supposed. He was supposed to retire because he had the whole walk off with Yachty and Pujols. Yeah. And then he just and, and then he just randomly one day, hey, I'm playing another year. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, well, we kind of <laughs> gave you this big send off. This is oh, this is awkward. Yeah. Uh, Mason, who are you picking for the division? Um, yeah, the only, I have the Cardinals. Um, the only thing I really like to say is this division is pretty damn weak, and I feel like Cardinals yeah. easily have the most talented roster in the division. So I think they're going to come out on top. Yeah, I picked the Cardinals mainly because. I feel like the Brewers, for as much talent as they have, might be a fire sale at the trade deadline mm-hmm. if they are if they start to skid because you have a lot of guys on contract years. You you can see Burns, Woodrow, and Adams deal. I I would love Woodrow, and we'll take Corbin uh, Burns. That's a fair deal. Uh, Fine, you you take Burns, we take Woodrow. We all are everyone, happy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I I I, I kind of see it more about the the Brewers totally just circling the drain there. Uh, let's move to the NL West. This may make uh, Xander, who hates the Midwest, a little happier now. Xander, what do you have against the Midwest? You don't like Flatlands? They're just, they're, it's just boring. There's not much. Uh, have you ever terrain to to look at? Not much mountains. <laughs> <laughs> the the mid. 
So you you just like to be able to look at mountains. I mean, I guess he likes the ocean. Okay, all right. Yeah, but he, like, he likes the ocean and the mountains. <laughs> Some really nice. Like, what mountains are you looking at here? Well, no, I just like <laughs> yeah. open up my window at night and just looking uh, at the side, at the sky, just the skyline, and just seeing all those mountains. And <laughs> <laughs> what mountains are you looking at here? He has a painting on, on his window. Wait, Mason. Uh, wait, lives- Xander. Is that why you always want to sit near the window during period eight? Yeah. You're like, can I go sit by the window? Because you want to go look out at the mountains. He's going to the Pokemon uh-huh. for the mountains. Yeah. Oh, of course. Those are enormous mountains. Yeah, it's, it's totally not because I want to cool off from gym, but... No, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> no. definitely because of the, uh, the, the that really intense slope of a hill that uh, the soccer fields have at Memorial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the tree line of the woods, right? Right, right behind the blacktop, <laughs> right behind the blacktop. Yeah, I, I look forward yeah. every single day. Shout out to the blacktop. I just stare off into the skyline. Oh man, yeah. You know you don't get that in the Midwest, obviously. St. Louis is a beautiful city, though. I actually really enjoyed my time in St. Louis with the arch. Yeah, the arch. I mean, that's actually that's that's like all they. I mean, while we're still talking about St. Louis, uh, look at this upside down U. Wow, (laughs) that's where the aliens. That's where the aliens are going to fly through. Yeah, I mean, while we're talking about St. Louis, I just wanted to add the World Baseball Classic has made me fall in love with Lars Newpar as a player. So NL West, let's get out west so that uh, Xander can look at mountains and beaches and city skylights. Let's go, um, Z- <laughs> Z- Xander. Who are you? Are we all picking the Padres? Yeah, yeah. Give me the Slay yeah. Diego Padres. Yeah, I, I, I mean, my God, That's this mean. this lineup is disgusting. They're uh, first four. Their first four, according to Fangraphs, is Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Jay Cronenworth, and that's with Fernando Tatis out. And, and oh my god, in, right? He's suspended for twenty like games. A month, yeah. I think he's out. I think I don't think he can start baseball activities until April twentieth. So he'll probably okay. be back by May. So once he comes I mean, back, this lineup is scary. Holy Cow. Yeah, I think at this point, just I think instead of calling them the San Diego Padres, let's just call them the Slam Diego Padres because there's gonna be a lot <laughs> of home up. runs being hit. Yeah. It it's insane. I forgot about Xander Bogarts because I mean, mm-hmm. what an amazing player that you have at the top of your lineup there, and, and happy that he's out of our division now. So thanks, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Let's flip over to the the AL. I'm picking the Yankees. Yeah, same. I, 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 I know the Blue Jays, yeah, I got the Blue Jays are probably going to bounce back. I think last year was definitely a down year. They were a lot of people's picks, myself included, to win the division. I even had them uh, going to the World Series. I don't know if I picked them to win the World Series or not. I think so. Uh, but but I'm going I'm going Yankees. I think I'm going to be optimistic, and I, I think the division is, is good. But there's teams that are on the up-and-coming that are going to be a thorn in their side. But I, I still think that overall they're the better team. Who you guys got? Yeah, I think uh, the Yankees are definitely the safest the safest pick. Blue Jays just came off a terrible year compared to what their standards are. I think if you're looking to go yeah. a safe pick, you pick the Yankees here. Yeah, I think it's well said. Safe pick. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I um, think it really just comes down to staying healthy. Yeah, I disagree with that. I like Toronto this year. I think I think that pitching staff is crazy. You have Alec Manoa. Oh, yeah, Barry is going to win the uh, MVP. <laughs> He's going to go to the Hall of Fame this year too. <laughs> Maybe, but you. <laughs> I hope so. I have him in fantasy. 
This is I I didn't couldn't draft him this year. I couldn't get my uh around to drafting him, but you have Manoa, you have Kevin Gosman, Burrios, you've signed Chris Bassett, you've you say Kikuchi, you have Hinjin Ryu probably will be back later in the year. So you have some veteran pieces there. That bullpen's pretty solid. You have Jordan Romano, you have guys that'll get the job done. And I love the Dalton Barshow acquisition. The only thing that I don't Me too. the only thing that I don't like is how they gave up Gab- Gabriel Moreno, who, who I think is going to be a stud for the Diamondbacks. I'm fine with giving up Lourdes Gurriel for that one. And I also find it interesting. Teoscar Hernandez is a Seattle Mariner now, and they didn't give him away for much. I think the Mariners got Teoscar for a very cheap price. I think also to add to the Blue Jays thing, I think Alejandro Kirk is going to have a great year as well. He's so cute. Yeah. He's so tidy. I want to pick him up and just put him in my pocket. <laughs> he reminds me He reminds me of Williams Astadio. Uh, a La Tortilla. Yeah. But yeah. Every time that guy comes up to bat, I'm like yelling for my wife. I'm like, Lauren, Lauren, you got to see this guy. I mean, we're totally body shaming him. <laughs> but he is just so tiny. Like he's so tiny, he looks like he. You could put him right in the sandlot, and he would fit right in you with a bunch of ten-year-olds. How, yeah. how tall is he? Yeah, right? Is he short? Well, he's pretty short. I, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh yeah, he's but five. He hit. You wow. need to see him. Like, he can hit. He's he a can good hitter. Hit. Yeah, he's, he's a good he's five hitter. Foot eight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not just five foot eight. He just has such an unfortunate body type. Like he's like. I mean, I mean, just look at him. <laughs> Oh my he god. He's five foot eight, but he's got like the muscularity <laughs> of like a pudgy fourth grader. He reminds me of, like a bulldog. But like, he's good. Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But he's good. He's but great. he's good. His strike zone is like four inches. Um <laughs> and he's a power hitter. That's the crazy part. I know that's the craziest. His thing. his OBP is, his OBP is crazy. He gets on base and he's Where's any the power, power coming from? He's got to like, teach where, me a lesson. Where's the power coming from? Hot pockets and pop tarts. <laughs> like he looks donuts. Like, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not trying to fat shame him. I'm talking about just like he looks like he is a fourth grader, and mom's like, "Honey, I got the hot pockets ready." <laughs> he looks like he looks like he's like a, in fourth grade, but just with a beard. I mean, shave the beard off. Yeah. he's he's. I mean, I think you could put him in third grade. I think I think you shave the beard, and put like a baseball hat on him, and you just be like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, all right." You do your homework, kid. Uh, he's so good, though. He's so good. I laughed. I the first time I saw him at bat last year, I guess was the first time I noticed him, and I laughed the entire at bat. And I think he got a double, and I'm like, "Oh, damn! <laughs> this kid, this kid, this guy really, yeah, uh, he could actually play." Uh, Oh, he's he's I think he's my favorite player. Yeah. He's my he was favorite on my, player. He was on my fantasy team last year. And just one more thing with Alejandro Kirk. The first time I saw him, I was playing Roach of the Show and MLB the Show twenty two. And I was like, Who is this guy up to bat on the Blue Jays? He like he looked like he had the funniest build ever and I was like, What is this? There's no way this guy's real and then I went to search him and I was like, How is he a catcher for the Blue Jays? Oh, was, you're like, Oh, he's a downloadable character from the Sandlot too. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the CPU generated characters, but I saw yeah. it was like 2021. Who's messing with my roster? It was like 2021 when he first got called up, and I see an Instagram reel of him being uh, compared side by side to Williams Astadio running, 
And now whenever I see Alejandro Kirk, I just think of Williams Estadio immediately. Oh, man. he He's my favorite player. I love him. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think Kirk's uh, had enough flaming. Alejandro is. Yeah, let's, listen, Kirk, you genuinely are a hero to all fourth graders. You are giving all... <laughs> You were giving all fourth graders out there the inspiration and motivation, right, right, Xander? That's really to, transcending. Uh, it's super I'm transcendent trying. to to know that he could, uh, that you know, if if he could make it. I mean, I'm five eight. What's stopping me? Why can't I? Why can't I? Whew. All right, let's move on from the AL East. Um, AL Central. The who cares? Uh, AL West. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, Xander, you got an issue with the AL Central too, right? Anything in the Midwest? I mean, to be honest, who cares about the AL Central? Um, AL Central, yeah. Um, so, Xander, who are you picking? Oh uh, yeah, um, give me the Guardians, the youngest team in okay. baseball. They're super yeah. young, super. They're great. They still have Shane Bieber. Uh, they have McKenzie. I think they're they're just who's the skinniest win. dude in baseball? Yeah, they're just gonna win. We went the from talking. We went he from talking about uh, Kirk to. To Mackenzie, oh my God! I know that. Like, I wow, look at his build. Good. I cannot, I cannot fathom how he one has that kind of power and electricity, but how he stays healthy, like that, that blows my mind. He's he's awesome. He's a lot of funny to a lot of fun. He's he's one seventy five. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, he's six five. He's a, he he's a, a tall six five one seventy five. Oh my! I'm one seventy five. I'm five eight. Like he's he's got like a good eight inches on me. That's that's yeah. wild. Um, and and you know they took the Yankees too to the brink. So you know you know they are they're definitely a great team. Uh, Mason, you're going Guardians too. Yeah, I got the Guardians. Um, one of the the main things is I really like the Josh Bell signing. Um, I think that's going to help Mal even more. Um, their their bullpen's very strong. Um, and I really like their lineup as well. Uh, Steven Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez, and you know I I feel like they're a solid team. So yeah, I agree with the Jeremy, Guardians. Yeah. I agree with the Guardians. I'll keep it nice and sweet. That bullpen's the best in the league. Emmanuel Classe is now the best reliever in baseball. And this is your official warning. This is your official warning to get ready for Kwan Tober, Stephen Kwan breakout year. He was great last year. Let's go to. Uh, Xander's favorite coast, the West Coast, again. We're all picking the Astros, yeah, right? Yeah. Coming, yes. coming off of yeah, the World lineup. Series win. That lineup is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Their team didn't really get worse. I mean, they lost Verlander, but they, I mean, they still got Valdez. Yeah, but they still got Valdez and Garcia in that great bullpen. Yeah. And they got studs like Jordan Alvarez. Jeremy Pena is huge now. Bregman Tucker. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just – I think they can make a run towards the World Series again. And, and anytime they lose a stud pitcher, when they it, lost Cole, bring it back. They, they just always just have someone. They always just have someone that develops. Yeah. And yep. my sleeper guy this year, who I think could replace Verlander, uh, I'm going to be honest. I saw a TikTok on him, so this isn't my direct opinion. But Hunter Brown, Astros prospect. Okay. He's a guy very similar mechanics to Verlander too. And he's a good. He's a good Ooh, player. Interesting. Interesting. Mason, what do you like about the Astros? Um, well, they're obviously their lineup is just Lloyd, Bregman, Pena, Tucker. Um, but one thing I'm worried about is injuries that that like oh, Jose Altuve thaw, thumb injury, and then they have Jordan Alvarez hand injury. 
Um, I know, like, obviously losing Verlander might be a little, a little shot on their performance, but they'll, they'll make up for it. I, f- I feel like they, they got the division in the back. History has proven that they have been able to. And, and the division's – I mean, Seattle oh, you know, div- Seattle made a push that last year. That division's good. Yeah. Seattle, yeah. Texas, even the Angels. Think, oh, Tex- Texas. I think they're definitely they're – definitely that's, that's, really, that's a really strong division. Yeah. The Mariners – I think the Mariners – I think the Mariners will give it to them. I think yeah, the Mariners no, like, will bring it to the last week. I think the Mariners will, like, I think it'll be a competition this year. It'll be a race. The only thing I don't like about the Mariners is how inconsistent their offense is. Like, Julio Rodriguez is, like, great, but last season they were just a little yeah. too inconsistent for me. I don't know. Hi, friends. But this, yeah. year, this year it is going to be the J-Rod show for in Seattle. <laughs> So let's make some uh, some award predictions, like Jeremy alluded to earlier, where where we get these all <laughs> all wrong. The only prediction I'm going to make: AL Cy Young is going to be Degrom, because he's gonna he's it's gonna suck. Look, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be so painful. But he's gonna be he is gonna be the Degrom that everybody oh, yeah. knows he is, and no he wants to pitch. So he's going to pitch. I, I swear. I think with yeah, everything coming out, where he was like he didn't want to be a Met, and he every you know every two weeks he's going for an MRI, and it's like there's nothing wrong with him. Why can't he pitch? It's like I don't know. He's got a boo boo. Um, I I think I think he wanted to make sure he can cash out and didn't want to jeopardize himself with the Mets training staff or with the Mets or just have a freak injury occur. I think he's going to make his thirty starts. He's going to make his thirty two starts. It's going to be heartbreaking, and he's going to win. Cy Young. Yeah, that's gonna be a depressing one for me. It's gonna be it'll it'll be super depressing. I mean, but, I want to see yeah. I want to see Degrom do well. Still, it's gonna be so painful, but yeah. But you root for him, yeah, because he's because he's awesome. He's, he's always gonna have it. That's my pick. He's always gonna have a special yeah. spot in my heart. Al Cy Young, who you guys got? Uh, I got Dylan Cease. I think good strikeout right. guy. Oh yeah, Xander. Um, I have Otani. He's gonna right. he's gonna be great. Mason. Oh, I got Shane Bieber. Who you got for the NL? Oh yeah. NL. I got Verlander. I got feeling it. Nice. I got Corbin um, Burns. Hopefully, future Met. Yeah, I All also right. I also got Corbin Burns for the NL Cy Young. I like it. Who you guys got for AL Rookie of the Year? I think there's only I got one guy Anthony here. Volpe. I got Gunnar Henderson. Okay. Yeah, Mason, I think, you going Volpe? Uh, yeah, I, I like Volpe. You, Jeremy, I think Gunnar Henderson. I think Gunnar Henderson is the AL Rookie of the Year. Nice. Who you got for NL Rookie of the Year? Jordan Walker. He could rake. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Jeremy again. Jordan oh, Walker. All right. We got I a got, little collusion here. Mason, who you got for the I got, NL Rookie um, of the Year? Corbin Carroll, Arizona. Um, he's going to have a full role in the outfield, and he should get plenty of action. So I'm feeling him. He flies. He's the fastest nice. player in baseball. Who you got for AL MVP? I got Jordan. I'm staying loyal. He was my uh, first round pick this year in fantasy baseball. I think he's the best pure hitter in the MLB. I think for AL MVP, I think it's going to be Shohei Otani. Best. You think all- he's taking the Cy Young and MVP? 
Yeah, that's he's, awesome. he's everything. That would be crazy. He's the best. He's the he's the best player. In that baseball. would be insane. He's, he's the best player in baseball. He could. He's a top. He's a top ten, maybe top five hitter, and a top ten pitcher. He's gonna win. I think he could win Cy Young and MVP easily. I'm gonna I'm gonna really probably get a lot of people angry. Um, but he's the most valuable player. But the Angels suck with or without him. Yeah, yeah. So I, how I agree. is he? I know the award is is more statistical based, not yeah. so much about how much value they bring to their team. But that would be awesome to see That'd a guy take Cy Young and MVP. Yeah, yeah. Mason, who are you picking for MVP? Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with Xander here. I'm taking Joe Itani. And uh, for NL, I have Juan Soto winning. I agree with Soto. He's getting used to San Diego, and there's so much RBI potential in that lineup. There's he's gonna he's gonna be that three hitter, and there's always gonna be dudes on base for him. Mason, who are you going with? Um, I'm going with Freddie Freeman. He is just the definition of consistent. He's hit over 300 in, I think it was six out of his last seven seasons. Like, or he hasn't hit under 300. He's just is he is he still the most boring playing or player in baseball? I remember that talk. That was our first. Po- oh. That was my first podcast. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I think like two years ago, yeah. we we're like that was he's the most boring player in baseball. I, I love twenty twenty one. I guess sometimes boring is good though. <laughs> sometimes boring is good. <laughs> boring oh, consistent. Sure is man. It's consistent. It's consistent. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yep. Like he's so go. consistent mm-hmm. that it's almost kind of yep. boring. Mm-hmm. And now the moment we're all waiting for. We'll make our World Series picks. Um, Xander, uh, go ahead. You go first. World Series picks and who's winning it? Yeah, I think um, I think the Braves are going to make it to the World Series, and I think the Astros are also going to make it to the World Series. I think All right, you're, Astros. I think Braves you're stealing my pick, and I have the Braves uh, winning it all. You do? Okay, yeah. I have the Braves winning it all too. <laughs> we look at that. And then knowing knowing our luck. Both of them will like just completely miss the playoffs. Yeah. Excellent. So you see what my grand plan is here. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking the Astros are going to win the division yeah. and go to the World Series, which means the Yankees don't get through them. Yeah. But by saying it now, it's not. We're manifesting happen. it. Jeremy, who are you picking? So I think I I feel like it's got to be the Astros out of the AL. They're obviously the best team there, and then. I think it's, they also feel like the safest pick. Yeah, they are the same. I think I, t- right. I think I took the safest pictures in general. Astros, Astros, Padres, and I had the Padres. This feels like the Padres year. While the end of the Padres rotation does feel a little weak to me, that bullpen stacked. And when you're in the postseason, you really only need three guys that can start games. You don't need like totally. the Padres aren't going to rely on Seth Lugo to start Game Seven of the World Series. <laughs> they might need him to pitch three innings in the middle of the game, but he's not going to have to start the game. Nice. Mason, who are you going with? Um, I have the Yankees Padres. Um, I'm really relying on the young guys for the Yankees. I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but I don't know. I'm hoping the young guys and the combination of you know the returners can make it happen. You're 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 undoing all of the manif- manifestation I that I'm I have uh, conjured up here, Mason. I know. Don't sleep on the Mets. 
Who are, Mason, are you saying the Yankees are going all the way? They're beating the yeah, Padres? Yeah, if I'm taking them for the World Series, I can't have them lose. Like, if they're going to go that far, like... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a little biased there, but okay. Xander, you should have heard three years of Jeremy being... Or two years of Jeremy being like... The Mets are going 160 and two. They're, uh, Degrom is winning every. He's winning Rookie of the Year. It's like, dude, he's not a rookie. It doesn't matter. There's going to be no one better. They're going to just give him the award. Uh, he's. It was like if you, Xander, you go back and you listen to the first two that that Jeremy was on. It was like some intense Met homerism there. Love the optimism. Okay, but even before Stevie Cohen was the yeah, owner. Oh my God. You were like, Mets are winning the World Series. They got Robinson Cano, who's 40 years old. <laughs> oh, veteran piece. He started. Yeah, you're, vet, he started you're like veteran presence. That's year. what we need. He started he did what? He started opening day last year. It was like a month ago. Like a month ago, me and my Wild. friends were doing a, a sporical lunch. And then it was like all the opening day starters in 2022. And we just all were blanking on Mets second baseman. Yeah, there's no way you would have gotten that. No, and then yeah. I was like. It can't be him. And then I just type C A N O, and then everyone's just oh. is silent. <laughs> oh man, good old Robbie Cano. Man, I loved him. That was a sweet swing. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, Mason, Jeremy, as always, thank you, Xander. I didn't thank forget you. about you, Xander. For the first time, thank you, and I hope that obviously we continue this tradition, and I hope we keep uh, Xander in the loop now and we keep this going for uh for as long as we love baseball it's been a pleasure thank you thank you for having fun yeah you guys are amazing and as always stay safe stay hungry see ya